This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, thumbs up from Eddie. That means we roll. What's up, Al? How's your bees? Hi there, Jerry. I have a... Um, a bone to pick with me? No, I, oh. uh, a documentary recommendation for the audience. A lot of people ask for my recommendations. They seem to enjoy what I enjoy. Uh, this one has nothing to do with a murder, so it's a little different for me. The other big um, category of documentaries lately has been con men. That's like a big category for documentaries there's one on netflix now called bad vegan yeah i saw it yesterday you watched it i didn't watch it i watched i started watching the trailer yeah i have it on the list i'm gonna watch yes it's very good it is would be very difficult to try to explain what it's about other than it's a uh, woman who started a uh, a very popular restaurant in manhattan called pure food and wine it was like a raw vegan place right and then she meets a guy, and uh, uh, scamness begins. So it's interesting. It's now interesting to follow her along on social media, too, because okay. she's kind of dealing with the fallout now from it. And the way it was, uh, you know, she thinks, although she was completely involved in the making of the documentary, her name is Sarma. She doesn't feel like she was portrayed honestly 100% of the time. Think about the different times. You could have done something like this 30 years ago. Yeah. And aside from a newspaper article here and there, you probably move on with your life. Right. Now, you get, I mean, you got to delete every app known to yes. man. You got to get off it. And in some ways, it reminded me a little bit of the Craig Carton situation because uh, the guy that is involved was a gambler mm. and was, uh, although he was gambling on the jet on slot machines, which doesn't make any sense Not to me either. I, I, I feel bad for, listen, getting addicted to gambling. I feel bad for anybody, but boy, when you're big into the slots, right? At least like blackjack poker, you have some, yeah, there is some knowledge. There's some skill to it. Right. Doesn't mean you're going to win just because you're good at it. Correct. The cards are not going to come out sometimes, but if you know what you're doing, you up your chances. Right. Like, if I go play blackjack and a guy who knows how to play blackjack goes and plays, he's going to do better than me. Mm, you, you, in theory, you're in right. In theory. Most that, of the that time. That does not necessarily, that's not true, but the, in theory, you're right. All right. I'll take in theory then, Jerry. Take in theory. I'll take in theory. Uh, a couple things here. Now that social media is such a thing. <laughs> oh, it's a thing, all right. Yeah. And, you know, Gio said this before the show started when he comes in during the last segment of the warm-up show during the commercial breaks, and he gets all set up, and we we sometimes chat. And it's weird. Like, the thing with the Chris Rock happened, yes, last night. I was already asleep. And you and I go on at 5 o'clock in the morning. Correct. I got in in the morning, and I started going through social media. I was sick of it already. Yeah. And the, and the 5 a.m. show didn't start yet. Yeah, sure. It's so weird how... Immediacy. 
how quickly I had felt like everything was said about it. Every angle was covered. Every angle of the video was there. I had I had a Japanese uh, broadcasts of it. I had other foreign country broadcasts of it. I saw the American versions. I saw quotes from people. I saw every meme imaginable. So what? What happened, and we'll move on, I know you don't want to talk about it. Well, what happened if you watched here in America? So in, in America, when things, on a live program, if something gets dumped out, you get dead air. Okay. So that's what happened. So in America, there was dead air. Dead air. So this went viral because I thought the Australian feed was one of the few that were live. Yes. And that's the one that got out. Yes. So how soon did this, do we, I don't even know what time this happened at. Me neither. So it happened because people around the world started posting the actual footage. Yes. So here, and you just wondered what the hell happened. Yeah. Got it. And you could read Will Smith's lips oh, once he went back to the seat. I would. The only thing I would say to your point about being tired of the topic is it's what I'll always come back to. The audience has to like who they're listening to. Yeah. Because I will take you back in the day... An NFL Sunday, a big giant win or a big jet win or whatever the case may be. By the time Mike and Chris came on, it's been talked about 100,000 times. Even without social media. If you listen to the radio station, you had the post-game show. You had Joe Beningo overnight. You had the midday show for three hours. You probably had all the clips and the highlights during Imus with Mike Breen or Warner or Sid or whoever. And then you got to Mike and Chris at 1 o'clock. Well... All you wanted to hear was their take because you like them. Mm -hmm. So I know what you're saying, yeah. but I think I, you I can wonder, still have your own opinion of things. Yeah, but I wonder if social media has made it much, made it worse. Like maybe, like you didn't have that with Mike and Chris, and that's a huge thing. Maybe, but you still would watch primetime. I mean, that was a big thing back in the day when an NFL Sunday was over. Primetime with Chris Berman was a must. Everybody but I guess you watched that. Yeah, but I guess you didn't have the opinions we have now. Um. Like right now, I guess you still I see I can only talk about myself. Myself would be locked into I did. I listened to Joe from he was on at twelve, remember, for a while. It wasn't always one to five thirty. And I would listen to him from twelve to one because I liked him. I wanted I worked with him, I knew him. And then I would listen to the midday show, whether it was whether it was it was Sid and Jody, whether it was Jody and Susan, whether it was Ed and, and Dave Sims, I would listen to it. And then I couldn't wait for Mike and Chris. I heard it all. But you're right. It's definitely exacerbated now, for sure. Yeah. It's very immediate. Very immediate. And it's uh, they used to say in radio, whether it was about uh, topics in talk radio or music in the music radio, that when the host is sick of it, the audience is just getting involved. Okay. Or the, the audience is just hearing about it, hmm. which I don't believe anymore. No, I don't neither. think that's true anymore. No, I don't either. I don't either. So then what's the answer? Not talk about it? I don't know what the answer is because it's it's weird because the other thing you don't know about, like for radio, you're either a uh, show or a radio station that's based on QM audience, which mm -hmm. is the number of different people that tune in. So something like 1010 wins is that. People tune into 1010 wins, get the weather, get the traffic, get the headlines, and get out. So they're looking to repeat the same things over and over and over again in hopes that they get a whole bunch of different people listening for a short amount of time. Maximize the amount of people that listen. Right. And you know they're going to stick around for a short amount of time. Mm -hmm. The talk radio formats are built on time spent listening. 
which is less people but listening longer. Sure. I think in situations like what happens today, you get people, you get a lot of people tuning in, listening for shorter amounts. Because right now, if I was listening to the radio station and I heard even 35 minutes of Boomer and Geo, I couldn't imagine listening. Like right now, I, I know for me personally, Carton Roberts is off the table today for me. Okay. But I but again, I also consume a lot of it working here. Yeah, right. That's a that's another part of it too. Is that you are I mean, you get in at four fifteen, it's on. You right. sit in here, you hear the end of Sal. You sit in there for four straight hours and you hear every second of it. Oh, by the way, the hour we do. Right. And then the podcast is kind of like you decompress. Yeah. But it's been it's been almost six full yes. hours of the same topics. Right. It's insane. That's not a radio listener. Yeah. That's six hours. Right. Straight. <laughs> the only breaks you have is to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. <clears throat> it's weird to consume it that way. But yeah. I'm even sick of like social media right now. Like I, I can't look at oh, it with because you. of this topic. Sure. Everyone has a take, and there's only two takes you could have. It was fake. It was real. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't. It's so funny. So I'll, I'll read you. <laughs> this is funny. My my accountant, Rich Stark, was a great dude. Yeah, he texted me this long thing about what happened last night. I wrote back. I hear you, but I wish I cared. <laughs> Crazy how I get older. I care less and less about this crap. <laughs> so he texts you all about the. Will Smith thing? Yeah. He listens to the show every day. Loves the show. Great. And anytime something catches his ear, he'll always send me an opinion or something. Like, and I'll, sometimes I'll go back and forth with him. On this I this topic to me, thrilled I wasn't hosting today. Like, hey, Jerry, did you hear about Will Smith? No, yes. not like that. He'll just, it doesn't even, he knows we've oh, heard he about it. he gives his opinion. He'll just be like, I mean, I can read it. I'll just start reading it. I'm okay. not going to read the whole thing because it's long. And it's he thinks you want to hear this information? What's that? He thinks you're interested in this information? Well, he knows I'm involved in the show. Oh, I see. So it's just uh, he made a he made a reference about uh, the bad movie, The Wild Wild West, that I pointed out. That's when he texted me. All right. And then he wrote, Chris Rock was not the victim here. And then he sort of, okay, I don't care. I, I really, I don't. That's why I'm thrilled I didn't have to host. You know how really wild? Like, this will probably be dead by tomorrow. Yeah, sure. But could you imagine if the two people involved were two different ethnicities, two different races? They'd Happy be a, that it's not the case. That would be crazy stuff. Yeah, no, that would have, yes. It's a different conversation, too. Isn't oh, it? my goodness, yes. Yeah, I mean, if, let's say, if that was Chris Rock and uh, you name someone. Someone said Joe Rogan, <laughs> just because he's a polarizing yeah, figure. I'm, I'm thinking in film, though, that would have been there. Oh, okay. Um, but yes, if that would have, I can't even Bradley think. Cooper. That's a good one. Bradley Cooper walks up and yeah. smacks Chris Rock across yeah. the face. That would be a problem. That would be an issue today. Yeah. I think, I think it would be, but then again, maybe not if he's insulting the guy's wife. Right. See, that's where it's different. No, I don't think Fair so. Point. Now that I think about it. No, 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 no. I say no. Cause it's uh involves the man's wife. Yeah. Yeah. So, and Gio is funny. Gio said, you know, what would his wife want him to do? I did hear that. Right. So he said if if somebody insulted her, would she want him to get up and slap the guy or punch the guy? Or would she look at that and say, you embarrassed us further by starting a fight? And the answer to that is she would want the opposite of whatever you did. That's what wives and girlfriends do. <laughs> 
Well, men are from Mars, women are from Venus. It would literally be whatever you thought was the right thing to do, the woman would want you to have done the opposite. <laughs> um, I have no comment. That's, that's how that goes. I have no comment. No comment. No. No. I think my wife would be perfectly fine with me knocking them out. Yeah. I do. And then I'll have to deal with the cameras that were rolling. And right. Me being angry again. It has nothing to do with the fact that the guy started it. <laughs> and you're just defending, you know. You're, yeah. I told you. I was in that bar one night in Red Bank. Right. And the guy, my wife was behind me, sitting at the bar, talking to a girlfriend of hers. Their other girlfriend was next to me on the other side. Her husband was next to her. Her husband walked away for a minute to go see someone from school, from high school that he saw. He wasn't gone two minutes, and this guy came up. By himself, solo by guy? By himself, big guy, too, behind our friend, and he just kissed her ear. And I, dude, get out of here. You know, one of those things. And he wanted to go. Really? And I'm like, oh, I, can't, I can't get into a bar fight. I can't. It was not even my wife. I can't, you know. But I made my point. But it's like, what do you do in that situation? I, and I know had anything started, one of our friends is DEA. I mean, he would have come up and just laid this guy out. But a complete melee would have started. Not worth it. When you said the guy was big, he was muscular or he was No, he was just six like, foot five. Oh. He was not. No, I wouldn't say he was muscular. He was just a regular dude. He wasn't cut. Built like, like a lineman. But he was a big guy. Yeah. I mean, he, and, I mean, he towered over us. We were sitting down at the bar. I mean, he was gigantic. So when you said that to him, he looked at you like, oh, really? You want to start swinging? Uh, he gave me the finger. Oh. And I said, real mature. Good I one. I think I called him an F-head. And then his friend came over. Is there a problem? I'm like, no. He just he kissed my wife, uh, my friend's uh, my friend's wife in the ear. He's right there. You know. And he was sober. And he's like, dude, come on, let's go. I'm like, thank God. But if I would have escalated that. Right. And my friend came over, we would have had, there would have been a major brawl in that place. Right. You ever been involved People in a bar brawl? Suck ass, honestly. Yes, because there's no reason for that. Um, no, I've not. Never even seen one. Yeah, but I'm not a bar. I don't go. Yeah, I was involved. Uh, well, I, I I was in the middle of one one time in Florida. It was at the uh, Green Iguana in okay. Tampa. I went with my friend uh, Mike, who was a large guy, and Pete, also a large guy, okay. not muscular. There too. But for whatever reason, like when we would go out, guys liked to challenge the big guy. Yeah, it's so it's such a bizarre yeah. thing. I don't under, understand. And uh, started a fight with my friend, and my friend told him, to, you know, to, he was nice about it, like shut up, shut up, well, you know, this, you know, go away. And then the guy wouldn't go away. And my friend just stood up, grabbed the bar stool, and winged it at the guy. <laughs> Gunned it at him like wow. Then the waitress smashed a bottle to hold to try to that really? she was gonna like cut in it the right. movies. It, total chaos. And you were able to see this with your head as you were running out. Well, of I, ba- no. I bailed. Immediately. I don't blame you. <laughs> don't blame you. Bailed right out of there. Right. I went and ran to the car. These two guys were involved <laughs> in the fight. Where's Al? <laughs> they get out to the car. We get in the car. We tired and my my friend Pete goes, "Oh, I forgot my Cubs hat." We went back. For a Cubs hat. He went back to get his Cubs hat. I'm surprised you would have gone back. Oh, my gosh. 
<laughs> Dude, I'm buying you a new Cubs hat. That was insane. I was like, no, 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 no. Were you driving? No. Oh, you weren't driving? No. Okay. I, I was, was going to say, no. I don't understand how you allowed that. No. But you weren't oh, driving. If I was driving, Jerry, no. <laughs> if I was driving, I probably would have left the two of them in there fighting. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> yeah, it is weird. I don't understand what that is in bar fights where guys want to fight the, the, the bigger guy. Me neither. I, I mean, I, you don't want to pick on the little guy because you look like a schmuck. But I guess you you think if I get in a fight with this big guy, I'll look like the man. I guess so, which is really stupid. I am the man right now. You are. There you go. Yes, yes, yes. So, yeah, I mean, yesterday's thing, it was like kind of like the one we used to say on television, you would have shared moments, Jerry. Like okay. when people would all watch the same yeah, yeah. shows and all stuff before before all this content became sure. everywhere. We would all see, like we would have all seen that live in the real in, in Back, real time. Yeah, 10 years ago. Yeah. We would all watch that together. Watching everybody was watching shows. Right. We were watching shows. We were all watching the same things. Now we all saw it thanks to social media. Otherwise, most of us would have no idea what was going None. on. Maybe in the paper. You right. Know? We'd still see a still shot. Or yeah. no, we would get it from the news. But we wouldn't get the full HD quality. Yeah. That stuff was readily accessible as soon as I walked in. Yes. Readily accessible. I, the first thing I saw when I woke up this morning was uh, just a tweet. Was that real? You know, hashtag Oscars. I'm like, oh. Right. You Ooh. thought it was a, a, a gimmicky I didn't even thing. Know, I had no idea what it was a yeah. reference to. Like, okay, I guess I got to check this out now when I get to work. And I heard Sal reference it. And then he started talking about the Nets and I turned him off. That and the other thing, like, like with Taylor Hawkins of the Foo Fighters dying, immediately you could see the entire concert, his last concert. Yeah. Like, just right there yeah. in HD, cameras changing angles. Yeah, no doubt. That was pretty amazing. Yeah, and I went back. I went and listened to the two final Genesis songs. Never oh, heard of them. Never heard of them. No. Never heard of them. That they poor should have Phil ended Collins. when they were done. Phil Collins, what a life he's led, Jerry. He, yeah. first of all, had a huge solo career. Yes, he did. Then had one of the worst divorces in the history of divorces. Like as far as to the woman. Yes, he lost like $250 million to her. Does she give it back? Well, that was always the joke, right? They're like, does she have to give the money back? They remarried and divorced again. And, and he she should took, sue her for the 250 She took more money. Oh, she did? Yeah. Oh, my God. So that poor fellow's out there having to work it. Holy God. Maybe he'll do solo shows. Maybe. Phil Collins solo. Yeah, why not? Take all the money. But I yeah. think he's in a wheelchair now. Don't divvy that up. And there's no... Chance of him getting better or healing? Or? I don't know. I don't know what his... Uh, his ailment is? His, yeah. Well, I don't know what his situation is. Hmm. Other than he's looking old, Jerry. Sorry to hear that. Looking old. I know. Here's a headline for you, Jerry. I'm sick of these OnlyFans stories. Like, it's every story. is like, so-and-so used to be a school teacher. Now she makes $3 million oh. a year on OnlyFans. Sure. How... Like, how desperate are people? No, not even that. Are we aware how desperate people... To me, OnlyFans is like a podcast. How are you getting an audience unless you're famous from something else? You can't tell me you were a school teacher in Arkansas and now you're on OnlyFans making two hundred grand a month. How? I don't know. There's a million of you out there. I don't know. Because you're reading the the few that are succeeding. Right. Like, I understand if you have a gimmick like this woman here that I'm re- going to read to you about, Jerry. And this is a pregnant woman. Oh, God. Made over $225,000 on OnlyFans selling belly pics and breast milk. Now, that's an angle. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, she selling has an angle. Selling breast milk? Yeah. 
Okay. She's 32. Her name is uh, Emily, and she lives in Australia. Okay. So, but what happens once she becomes, uh, once she delivers that baby, Jerry? I don't know the answer to that, Al. Well, she has a 19-month-old son when she did it, when she was doing it. Now she's 18 weeks along with child number two. So she's just going to keep out pumping out babies, I guess, and so she could keep this up. <laughs> Jesus. Now. I don't know. When I was a young man, Jerry, working at JFK Hospital, I was probably. You tasted some uh, breast milk? I did not. But I was very attracted to this Filipino uh, pharmacy pharmacist that I worked with. She was pregnant. At the time, she had a glow about her, Jerry. They say this about pregnant women, that they have a glow about them and an attractiveness about them. I would have gone on a date with a, this this woman. No, you've really changed. This pregnant <laughs> woman, because that's how beautiful she was. Great, but you never did. I didn't because she was married. And pregnant. And pregnant. Yeah. And I was 20, 21. 20. You were hoping she came in with heartbreak one day. Yeah. And you could have taken her out for lunch. I will raise your baby for you. <laughs> a 20-year-old me. Okay. That Fe- sounded creepy. With feathered back hair. <laughs> <laughs> that looked like could have been in Loverboy. Yeah. <laughs> and a leather tie that I was wearing to the to my work. Well, you were something else back then. I will. We'll run away together and I'll raise your baby for you. With you. For you? Really? Wow. Now you're going to take with the you. child. With you. We'd be a mess. Yeah, but she used to show up, Jerry, full makeup, red lipstick. She was adorable. She took pride in getting dressed and going to work. Why yeah. wouldn't she? I can't remember her name. Unlike, unlike us pigs, and put jeans and a hoodie on. Yeah. I think her name I, was Maria. I do think if we, and this is probably more on us, or at least me, for not taking care of the wardrobe the night before. Mm-hmm. The problem is it's the middle of the night. Like, she probably had a normal nine-to-five job, right? She did. So she had a routine, got up in the morning. The house was up. Like, we, I don't know about you, but I get up. Well, you're alone. It doesn't matter. I get up in the middle of the night. I'm trying not to make noise. Everybody's yeah. sleeping. It's 2.30. It's like it's like the first thing I grab. Like, have I worn this lately? All right, that's fine. You know, as opposed to thinking about it. Yeah. I don't think about don't. it either. I have a rotation of my hoodies. So when I wash them, they go to, to the, the bottom. They go to the back of the, because I have them hung up. They that's go to the back idea. of the rotation. Then I, I should go. do that. Yeah. Do the problem then is you there's go, so many damn clothes. Yeah, see, I don't have a lot of clothes. Yeah, I'm I, a, more of a minimalist. Do you realize Rutgers gave me this year four bags of clothes? Four, and they all fit. Yeah, they're they're to my size. I got three pairs of sneakers and four bags of clothes, mm. and bags that the clothes come in. Got one at the beginning of the year. Got one at the end of the year. Then got one for the Big Ten tournament. Then got one for the NCAA tournament. I'm like, guys, I. If you open up my, I have nothing but scarlet red. It's unbelievable. Like Columbia used to outfit me too, but not like this. Now, do you have a place you donate clothing to when you are no longer in need of it? Uh, not a specific place. There are a couple bins that we do drop them off to. Oh, you do those bins where you yeah. like put them in the in the bags? Yes, and we're send good. them right seasonally. Over there. We yeah. do those. We do that twice a year. We probably. I don't know last time Kim brought. I don't want to say she brought like sixteen bags of clothes. Yeah. Just unbelievable. It just feels good to clear stuff out. Oh yeah, of course it. Does. I love decluttering. Yeah, especially with stuff that whether it's clothes or like we just cleared out the back room in the garage and put down one of those gym floors, those yeah. gym rubber floors for Matthew. We put the weight bench back there. Um, he's got a, a dip bar uh, thing that we got. 
I'm trying. I want to see if I can get the total gym in there too and get it out of the basement. Oh, put a TV on. It's really cool. But to do that, I had to get everything out. The amount of stuff I threw out yesterday, I'm like, holy crap, we've been in this house four years. I haven't, I didn't even know I still had this gone. Just because at this point, if I haven't used it in four years, I'm not going to use it now. Right. I threw a lot of stuff out yesterday. So, yes, it does feel good to clean up a little bit. That's what they say. A lot of people will clean up, the, like, the fall is a big one. Yeah, fall and spring, I would say. Because that's like when your kids are going back to school. Sure. You go, okay, what kind of outfits are we looking at? Yeah. And in my case, my kids are still growing. So, it's weird now because Joseph can wear Matthew's clothes. Almost, I mean, he's almost catching up to him high-wise. Yeah. So, all that little small child, it's like, Wow. Okay, that stage is over. Yeah, that's it. That, that is it. Unless you're having another baby. No plans to do that. I'm 48. I'm good. Another reco baby. No, I'm done. Another boy. No, been so done you have for years. Three boys. No, that would be cool. I, I would say you want three boys. And I did say to my wife after Joseph was born, if I knew we'd have another boy, I would do it. Really? Yes. Yeah. I, well, and only from the standpoint of I'm getting too old. I don't need to deal with the girl thing now. I think for me, the girl when I was younger, would have been better. Could you imagine having a teenage daughter and I'm 58? No. I'm too old. I can't deal with those problems. No. Uh Uh-uh. No. I would love her to death, but... You either got to be younger or so much older that you don't care. Which is not a good way to be. Right. So, no, but everything worked out fine. I'm good. Okay, good. Finito. Me too, Jerry. You still working on your first? I'm good. I'm working on my first one. (laughs) Fingers crossed, Jerry. I hope so. Oh my God! Imagine. I would. I mean, that would be glorious for us. <laughs> the dog has been fun enough watching yeah. you struggle. Right. You with the baby would just be delicious. It would be a scrumptious topic, wouldn't it? <laughs> right. As you come to grips with everything we've been dealing with for the last ten years. Right. <laughs> oh, this is what you meant. <laughs> oh, you'd be like, oh yeah, I remember those days. Yeah, we're done. Yeah, we're long past it. <laughs> right, because sometimes you need something like that to come along to make it seem like your current life isn't as much of a pain in the neck as you think. Because right now I'm thinking about the dogs a pain in the neck. If I had a baby just now, I'd be like, oh, the my dog God, the dog give... was so easy. Right, absolutely. What was I even complaining about? Right. That's how you handle it. That is very true. Or even like any, because you complain about everything. Yes. So think about the things you complained about before the dog that had been pushed to the side in your oh, mind. Yeah. No, I can't even get to complain about those things anymore. There's no issues because the dog is front and center. Yes. And if you had a baby, the dog would get pushed to the side. The dog will be fine. It's got heat. It's got food. It'll right. Be taken out when you get around to it. The dog will be okay. But for now, I got to deal with this. Right. Because yeah. right now, the dog is my center of my responsibilities. Correct. If I had a little person running around. Yeah. Different story. 100%. All right, Different perspectives on life. Yes. Let's do the warm-up program. Do you recall doing that this morning? I think we did it earlier. Yeah. We do those at 5 a.m. Is tomorrow Friday? Tomorrow's Tuesday. Oh. And we'll be right back here tomorrow. Hmm. Okay. 5 a.m. So... What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 
The fan is on your smart speaker. To listen to the home of New York sports, just say, hey, Google, play WFAN. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. All right, here we go, Monday morning. What is up? It's 5.01, soon to be 5.02. We start a new week. The Eddie Scazzeri, what's up? And, of course, Al Will Dukes, how you be, man? Good morning, Jerry. Every time I wake up on, like, a Monday morning or whenever it is, sometimes a random Tuesday morning, there's always something fun that went on in the middle of the night. Well, for me, the middle of the night. For most people, you know. It's the evening. The evening. <laughs> yes. The evening hours. And uh, last night was uh, Will Smith. The slapping Chris Rock. So here's the joke. Right across the face. This is the joke. Right. He is praying that Will Smith wins. Like, please, Lord. Jada, I love you. G.I. Jane 2, can't wait to see it. All right? Now, she's bald, essentially. Yeah. People laughed. Will Smith initially laughed. I'm out here. Uh-oh. This is long. <laughs> That's the punch wow. slap. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. This is live, right? Yeah. Wow, dude. Yes. It was a GI Jane jump. I'm going to, okay? I put the beeps in, by the way. Oh, thank you, Jerry. Oh, I could, oh okay. A little awkward. That was a Hello? greatest night in the history of television. Okay. Okay. I can't believe some people thought it was fake, which is so odd. I think people might have thought it was fake because that Will Smith was laughing at first. So that's the the last thing you see from him is he's laughing. Right. Oh, okay. Then you see his wife, she cringes. Not she's laughing. She's clearly not happy. Then the next thing you see is, oh, here he comes. So I could see why you might have thought it was fake. Yeah. But then when he starts doing that on live television with the F-bombs, right. that to me is when you realize, all right, this is not a joke. People yeah. are really into slapping now. Jawan Howard slapped a dude a couple weeks ago. Like, this is the year of a... Just, year of the slap. The year of the slap. You could do a song, like the year of the cat. Yeah, the year of the cat. This is just like you open... I wonder what he thought, like, when he was walking up to, like, should I punch him in the face or... I saw Variety is slap. reporting, according to the LAPD, that Chris Rock is not pressing charges. Not pressing charges. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> I guess he could have. Yeah, it's yeah. assault, Jerry. So on the one of the busiest days in sports, yeah. this is like the big story. A big slap, big yeah. open hand slap. And Will Smith, by the way, did right. He won for, um, for best actor or yes, something for King Richard. King which Richard, was a very yeah. good movie. I actually enjoyed it. I can't imagine sitting through that. It was good. It wasn't yeah, too you, long. You've told me it was good. I actually good. wanted more. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought That's it ended prematurely. See, I'd, like, I'd watch a documentary about the Williams sisters and their this father. Was well, this was well done, partly because I like Will Smith as an actor. And the girls that portrayed Venus and Serena were tremendous. It was, it was really good. I heard people defending Will Smith, like Mr. Salicata. You can't defend a guy smacking somebody in the face for a joke. The whole things are jokes. Remember that Norm Macdonald uh, ESPYs Awards uh, show where yes. he was, just went crazy? Norm Macdonald would have gotten the crap beat out of him last night if he did that. Perhaps. At the Oscars, yeah. I guess. I always wonder, too, though, because we've seen these shows. I mean, not lately. I don't watch them anymore because of our schedule. But a lot of these are pretty rough. I always wonder, like, you're sitting there. Like, are you, like when you go to this and you know you might be the focus of a joke, are you ready for it? 
or are you surprised by you it? You better be ready for it and laugh. Well, he didn't laugh. Well, he did laugh, and then he didn't laugh. What a wild relationship uh, the Will Smith and his wife have. They're swinging. They're dating other people. They have an open relationship. They're smacking people around. Well, someone, I forget who it was, someone on Twitter said, and it was like not, I think it was um, someone with a lot, I forget who it was, said something along the lines of, watch Chris Rock will be on Red Table Talk next month. Yeah, whatever. I don't even know what that is. That's her online show. Online show. Yes. You're not the audience. Let's just leave it there. Fair enough, Jerry. (laughs) That's not for you. Everyone on Twitter had the same dumb joke where they all just tweeted out the the gif of uh, Will Smith from Men in Black, where he does the mind mm-hmm. eraser thing. Hilarious. Why? Why don't what they? Why don't what is it? Why is that funny? Well, because it, it in Men in Black he would. No, no, I know, I know, I get it. I don't understand. Like, just forget the moment. Yeah, forget that oh, I went up. I went up there and smacked. No one wants to forget the moment. Everyone wants to talk about the moment. Yeah. So let's get a slap fight between these. Now two. you could have given me a gif, a gif when he did when he uh, acted as Ali. Right. Well, why why not punch the guy in the face? Why is open hand slap? I do not know. I don't know. That's a weird move. I don't know. He got his point across. I guess. Right, wrong, indifferent. He did apologize to the Academy. But not Chris Rock. No, I clearly not. And then this happens every year. They do uh and every year they forget people. The Oscars did an in memoriam tribute for those who passed, Jerry. They forgot Bob Saget. Was he in film though or just T V? It's uh, actors, though. It's like it's. But isn't uh, the Oscars for film? He's been in films. He has absolutely. Is he known for that though? Well, he's known for. But I would think the what's the what is the TV one? What's the TV? Full House. No. America's Funniest Home Videos. Oh, uh, Grammys (laughs) is music. Emmys for TV. Right. I would think that's where these guys like Ed Asner was he in film or was he just on television? And Norm Macdonald, they also forgot. Norm McDonald was in film. He was in Beer League. Yeah. <laughs> that so, was, wow. Bob Saget was 100% movie? in films. Yeah. I, I mean, can't not think of Oscar-worthy one. films, but you got to throw the guy in there. The guy passed. Yeah, no, I understand. We're still just, analyzing his hotel room every every minute I see on TMZ. We are? Yeah, they're constantly oh. like, here's the pillow where Bob Saget last laid his head. It's like, wh- who okay. wants to see this? Was not aware of that. Oh, yeah, Jerry. You got to be aware. Here's the thing, though, Jerry. Oh, by the way, I had one other news from, I had another, um, a Foo Fighters drummer passed away. Uh, yeah, I know. That was a sad one. Taylor Hawkins. Taylor Hawkins, 50 years old. They were supposed to play in Brazil. I imagine they didn't play. They were supposed to be in Brazil last night right. playing. No, they all, they flew back uh, home. Yeah, I figured. That is just terrible. And then I watched online, like on YouTube and things, they had uh, from the concert, the his final concert, He, uh, they I guess he sings one song a night. And he sang uh, Queen, Somebody to Love. It was really awesome. I watched the whole thing. What a shame. He looked healthy on the stage. I mean, Yeah, well, they said they found drugs in his system. Yeah. And they said he OD'd uh, a number of years ago. uh, I saw 2000, was it 2005 he had a a big drug problem? Yeah. I think that was the year I read. I, I don't know if he did or he didn't from then, but. Terrible. Yeah, very strange. Just awful. It's weird then to see the, the, him performing. Just days earlier, or and hours the, earlier. Yeah, then there was like pictures of him with this little girl who, uh, she she showed up to his hotel room and she brought her drum set and she was drumming in front of his hotel room, and he came out to uh, take pictures with her, and now boom, now what? Now what happens with the food? One fighters, day you're here, Jerry? the next day you're not. That's right. Jerry. I don't know. Well, I mean, Dave Grohl's still there. You know, he it's is. one thing when you lose the lead singer; it's another thing. 
in terms of keeping it going and together. Yeah. As, as sad as that is to say, but uh, yeah, it's just awful. And awful in fact, awful. they're supposed to play the Grammys, Foo Fighters. When is that now? I don't know. It's soon. Oh yeah, yeah. I think it's soon. All right. I I don't know. It'll be emotional if they do. Very emotional. Very Jerry. emotional. Very now. Emotional. You, I saw you put on the show sheet something about Genesis and Phil Collins playing. Now, is this really their final show? Yeah, because he looks in a rough. Have you seen Phil I Collins? No, he, I haven't. He looks very old, Jerry. Okay. And they played their final show, and it was in London. So, and we're not going to go watch Phil Collins now in 2029. I don't think so. Okay. Because like when the Who did it in 1989, <laughs> they were still young men. This Phil Collins is in a rough 1989. Shape. It's 2022. I know, but and I'm just who saying. Who still plays? <laughs> right, but I'm saying back then when they were calling it quits, right. they had a lot of years ahead of them. I hear you. Phil Collins How old is Phil so Collins? Great. I don't know. 70-ish? 70-ish, yeah. Probably. Okay. I mean, listen. Well, I guess not. I haven't seen If he's in that bad of shape, I haven't seen. And the final performance in their careers, Genesis. I'll have to look at the What are they closed with? I don't know. I'd have to take a look. All right. Follow you, follow me. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, Jerry. All right. I'll check that out. All right, Jerry. So we have a lot of uh, sports to get to as you well think? as I'm looking at my sheet. And I can tell you this. This is uh, something very stunning happened over the weekend. I'm 52 years old, Jerry. 52-year-old man. Uh, the NCAA tournament has been around for as long as I can remember. But Friday night, I decided I was going to put on the St. Peter's game because I was going to be in the mix. I know. You are such a Johnny-come-lately. I am a Johnny-come-lately, absolutely. But I put on the St. Peter's game, Jerry. I watched it from tip-off till the final buzzer. Yeah. And I can tell you, I was entertained. Look at him. There's a lot of good basketball out there. If you actually I enjoyed watch once in a while. college basketball. Look at you. And then I was so into it that I was like, maybe I'm into it just because it was St. Peter's. And, you know, like when I watched the Knicks when um, Jeremy Lin was happening, right, I was sure. like, you know, excited. But even then, I'd, I'd put the Nick game on with Jeremy Lin and three minutes in, I'd be like, all right, I, got, I get it. But yesterday, I was like, oh, okay. The First of all, I was surprised that they played again two days later. That's how the format is. Which I was not aware of the format. God help us. So I was like, what? They're playing Sunday? Oh, and at 5 o'clock? That's got me written all it's over, It's a great Jerry. time. Yeah. Great time. Yeah. But before that, I was hanging around, and I said, let me put on CBS. Watch Kansas-Miami? I watched Kansas-Miami. Which the first half was tremendous. Yeah. The second half was like, what the hell just happened? Yes, but I did watch it. I watched it moves. It does. College basketball moves. So what would you say for a guy like me, Jerry, who's new to the sports world? Come watch world, Rutgers. I've only invited you for six no, years no. now. My question is this, because I've heard you talk about it. I've heard Boomer and Geo talk about yeah. it. What is the difference for the, those games I watched over the weekend, NCAA tournament games, between sitting down and saying I'm going to watch college basketball or saying I'm going to sit down and watch the nets uh energy that's the difference i i find it and you know i, I consistently really do. this is the consistent energy college basketball now the postseason in the nba is different because guys are locked in the regular season wait and i love the nets waste of time and as great as kevin durant is and he'll put up 50 points 40 points and kyrie irving can go for 60 in orlando all that's great they don't defend guys just stand around and they're shooting from 30 feet out and it's boring College basketball is up and down, and they're giving max effort, literally, on every possession. Even in the regular season? Yes. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's just different. It just is. 
and this is going to be a real for the audience, Jerry. I know. Oh boy. But for the audience, when when Al says for the audience, I know it means help. I don't know. Uh, college basketball, two halves. <laughs> yes. Well, women's college basketball is four quarters, and NBA's four quarters, three periods. Come on, Al. It's not three periods. It's <laughs> hockey, Jerry. That I'm trying know. to get but you. It's four yes, quarters. It's four twelve-minute quarters. I love the two halves. Yeah, it moves. It's, it's so quick. it moves so quick, Jerry. And every game now, the NCAA tournament's a little different. But if you look at a regular season college basketball game, they are. I mean, you can write it down: two hours every game. It's awesome. It's tremendous. It's it really is. It moved. The halftime's not that long. And I'm not looking at dudes making forty million dollars. No, you're looking at guys that are trying to make forty million dollars. Right, and a lot of them. Like, like give me, I'll give you. So I'm watching. So let's say last night I watched St. Peter's, North Carolina, which was over early, by the way. Which over early. Yes. Of those guys on the floor that night. How many are going to the NBA? Um, probably none from St. Peter's and from North Carolina. I uh, maybe one, maybe two. See, I like that as well. I like that aspect of it as well. Yeah, this is the last like this. This this is them playing. I don't think people realize, especially with the um, the entry of the European players now yeah. into the draft. I don't think people realize how few college basketball players actually become NBA players. And I don't mean a guy that's going to be in the G League. I don't mean that. Because, I mean, technically, you could say you're an NBA you're a pro, you're part of the NBA, but it's like a minor league. I mean, like, legit stars in the NBA or contributors in the NBA. Not a lot of them do. You know, some will make a roster. They'll stick around for a couple of years and be the 11th guy on it, but don't play. It's really hard to make that. There's only two rounds in the NBA draft. It's not many picks. And if you got half of them are coming from Europe, there are 350 college basketball teams. We got to keep the Europe players out of the league. The Jerry. Europeans, yeah. Well, then you I want have this to no be an Luka American league. You don't want Luca? No. Kristaps Porzingis. I do like him. Goran Dragic. No, no interest. Okay. Uh, I but I don't know. To answer your question, I don't know how many will be there from North Carolina. Yeah. But I will tell you, it's not going to be a lot. No, it was great. Ian Eagle yesterday. Watched. Ian's awesome. He is so great. I, I know. I even love the so Kevin Harlan did the Miami Kansas Very good. game. Great. As Ian's well. Ian is head and shoulders above every. He really is. When that dude from uh, North Carolina got in the game with the terrible beard, mm-hmm. his name is Brady Manick, I believe. Mm-hmm. Ian Eagle goes, he's he's he looks like the lead singer of the Spin Doctors. <laughs> <laughs> I, I that thought that was so hilarious. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's Ian paying attention because they put up pictures of this kid. Since he started playing college basketball, right. I guess it was, and how his look changed, and how he now has this terrible beard because he's got one of those beards, like an Amish beard, where it's a beard with no mustache. And they said, "Oh, his mother doesn't like the beard." And he goes, "He's he's channeling his inner spin doctor's <laughs> lead singer." It's pretty funny. That was very funny. And so now you've got North Carolina Duke. I could not believe. So I'm out with my son last night, and he goes, "Is this right?" North Carolina has never played Duke in the NCAA tournament. I'm like, well, probably not in the final. Well, and then I'm thinking, huh. Now, I'm not an NCAA tournament historian by any stretch. But now I'm thinking, have I? do I remember seeing? Like, they had to have played. Right. And then he's like, I'm reading this. I don't think they've ever played. I'm like, are you sure just not in the final four? And I'm like, well, they're always actually pretty good. So they probably wouldn't meet in the early rounds. And then the stories start coming out. They've never played, which is unbelievable. Yeah. And so you've got Coach K rounding out the career. Now, North Carolina ruined the Cameron Indoor finale they ruined for him. It. Now he's gotten, so one of two things is going to happen. 
he's going to get revenge and move into the championship game by beating North Carolina, or the Tar Heels are going to laugh in his face and beat him again. <laughs> One I of those not. two things I'm, happen. I'm rooting for Coach K. Okay. I mean, I personally don't care either way. He's had enough success. I, you know, Good for Hubert Davis. I hope they win. And by the way, I'm going to be watching both of those games. Look at you. Like, legitimately interested. Do you know when those games are? Saturday. Good for you. Now, now mo- you're on it. Now, the Monday night championship game is too late. It's 9 p.m. 9 p.m. I, th- I think 9 p.m. usually. But, uh, the Saturday games, there's uh, probably know, 5 and 8 again. Yeah, I, would I believe think. so. Something like that. I'm locked in. And just quickly, sign me up. Friday night, I give up. What do you mean? The like, oh, well, right. You had St. Peter's a great story, and I I wanted them to win. Don't so don't misunderstand what I'm you saying. You were rooting for them. I was, and it was great for the weekend. I thought it was good for the area. Tremendous and good for Shaheen Holloway, who by the way is going to be the next head coach at Seton Hall. If you read all the stories, but it's like, what the hell am I watching all year? Like Purdue looked unprepared for that game. North Carolina looked like they knew what they were doing. I did watch that seven foot four dude. Yeah, clumsy. Clumsy. Yes. I told now here and we gotta take a break. Here's the thing about him, which I said to you on Friday. He gets the ball in deep, can't stop right, him. Right, he just he doesn't even jump. He just but they kept it. giving him the ball by the foul line. Yeah. But he and then he's like he's holding, he's dribbling, oh, give it away. Oh, it was awful. And they kept showing his tall mother in the crowd. Yeah, well. And What's Jade, his name Edie? Yeah, Zach Edie. Zach Edie. And Jade Nivey, who is going to be a he will be an NBA player and he will be good at it, I believe. He's gonna be a I think a top five pick. Where did he go Friday night? So, so I don't know. What it was happened bizarre. What happened last night to St. Is what Peter's, I expected to happen right, Friday night. That's what you thought was gonna happen Friday night. And it's not a knock against them. They're I just expected a power team from a power conference to go do what they've done all year. That, that game yesterday got ugly early. It was, it was I felt over. like it was like nineteen nothing at one point, but Whoa. it was. Yeah, they it, were down by twenty in a blink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. unfortunately, that was pretty. All right, we got to take a break. We're late. Five nineteen, just getting started. Warm up show till six. So much to get to right here on the fan. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time: baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseballs and boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseballs and boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. All right, 25 after 5, just quickly to come back to a story we talked about earlier. Not a story, but someone we mentioned earlier. Genesis and Phil Collins ended their night with Invisible Touch, came back for the encore. This is their final show ever, that's what they say. Came back for their encore with I Can't Dance, Dancing with the Moonlit Night, and the Carpet Crawlers. Whatever, I don't know those three, but... I don't know those last two. You know I can't... Do I know I can't dance? I can't dance and I... You know oh, that yes, one. I do know that That's song. a classic. Okay. Classic, Jimmy. But Dancing with the Moonlit Night Don't and know the that Carpet one. Crawlers, no idea. I'm sure that's old school Genesis fans would be like, oh, you two posers don't know that song. You know what amazes me about concerts? When we went to the Jordan Davis concert, I know you left early, but we were in a spot where we were away from the mass crowd. The riffraff. But we were able to look down and watch them. It amazed me, like, I know four or five songs. That's it. I am not a huge fan, but I do know a few songs. There was some, even, he would say, here's a new one, and the people in the front row knew every word to every song. I know, some people get really locked into somebody. Hardcore. 
So I would think someone knows the carpet crawlers. Absolutely. But not us. A couple of quick notes uh, from Twitter. Joe says the Saturday games are 6 and 9. Okay. Well, that's fine. Don't know if Al's going to make it to 1130. You're not going to make the second gonna game. Not going to make that second game. That's probably, Is that the Duke-North Carolina game? Has to be, I right? I think so, yes. Well, you got to stay up. And then 004 on Twitter says... 004. I feel like the open-handed slap is less aggressive, but still gets your point across. The slap doesn't break a bone, doesn't draw blood, and you don't end up in handcuffs. Slap is a solid move. There you go. Well, that's the move he made. I don't know about that, if slap is the solid move there. Uh, I've noticed over the weekend, Jerry, from watching uh, this... Sports. uh, From watching sports, uh, in particular the NCAA, they're really trying to get us to like Sue Bird. She's in a. We talked about this the other day. She's got a whole bunch of commercials she's doing. Right, but right, they're putting her in commercials with other uh, basketball yeah. people, right? Men's basketball people. Well, and she's doing a Corona commercial with Snoop Dogg. Yeah, but they always have to tell you she's Sue Bird because we would have no idea. Most well, people, why? you wouldn't, because you don't watch women's basketball. Right, but so I think it's 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 awkward and uh, makes me chuckle a little bit when they forcefully have to say oh look it's WNBA's Sue Bird sure (laughs) well then like if you have to tell us who it is they're like trying to jam Sue Bird down our throats because she was a great player and someone thought it was a good idea to hire her to do these commercials then I see then then they're really trying to get women's basketball all up in our business I'm, I go to Google yesterday. I wanted to see what time the the game started last night. I I typed into Google NCAA. Yeah, I got this too, and the women's scores come up. Right. I know. You have to type in NCAA men. I know. Or you're gonna get women. Yes. I was baffled. Come on. I can't, I'm like, did I put in something so, wrong? So, you can't force people to like. I, you're right. Sports. I don't disagree with you. And I see these other commercials where the uh, WNBA goes. They'll have like a, a woman from the WNBA. We get paid less than the men. We get yes. No one watches, right? And it's they work just as hard. Sure, I all I get all of that. No one watches, right? And that's where now this is to a completely it's similar and yet different. That's when you get to paying college athletes. I love everybody that says they should be paid. Okay, fine. Well, then if you're going to pay the basketball players and the football players, what about the baseball players and the lacrosse players and the softball players? That no one goes to watch. Correct. That cost the university hundreds of thousands of dollars for each season, if not more, and they bring in zero revenue. Like right. It's not that easy just to say, well, they get paid more than, well, yeah, because it's popular. Correct. That's the thing. Like, even, like, if you, they did a commercial and tried to jam hockey players down our throat, it would be the same thing. Be like, oh, look. It's Igor Shosturkin. Wayne Gretzky, is that working? No, for Wayne Gretzky, we know. <laughs> but you would have to go like... Shosturkin's a tough one, yes. Oh, look, it's Rangers goalie Igor Shosturkin. You're right about that. You're right. No one, I don't know what he looks like, do you? Or soccer players. Like, we don't watch those sports. We don't watch soccer. Some people watch hockey. We don't watch women's basketball. Here's all you need to know. What's a more important job, being a police officer in New York City or playing for the Knicks? I would say the Knicks. <laughs> Police officer, Jerry. They'll never make anywhere near the money an NBA player will. Why? Because they, they don't generate revenue. Right. So right, wrong, or indifferent, that's the deal. And I don't love it, but it is what it is. Oh, look, Jerry, it's WNBA's Sue Bird joining us. 
Good morning, Sue. In a related story, I saw Tom Izzo posted a video that said, this is WFAN's Al Dukes. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean? (laughs) Do not. Everyone knows me, Jerry. (laughs) Now, you mentioned uh, before the break this uh, Shaheen Holloway. I did, yes. St. Peter's uh, head coach. Probably going in. Not probably. Everyone's saying he'll be the next coach at Seton Hall. No, at first I was like, well, that sucks. That's where he played, though. Exactly. It's okay. And he did a great job at St. Peter's. Right. At first I thought, well, this sucks because... It sucks for St. Peter's, for sure. Right. Sucks for St. Peter's because he really... His post-game interviews were fun uh, with guys jumping around on him and uh, talking to uh, Jamie Tracy Was it Jamie? Who who was Tracy Wolfson with? Yeah, you're right. Jamie Erdahl had uh, that game. The other I saw night. a lot of Jamie Erdahl this weekend. Yeah, she was on. She was on that uh, that team. And you're right. When she was trying to talk to him, the they, the kids wouldn't let him talk. Yeah, and he tried to push him away. And then at the end, he just gave up. And he was great. He was great in his post game interviews. He was great in his pre game interviews. He was great in his interviews during the game. So it stinks that he's leaving, but. He played at Seton Hall. That's yeah. got to be cool for him. It is. Plus, but you get his nice raise. This is also when you play, when you are running a smaller college. Yeah. And you get someone like him, and he has success. You also know he's not going to be there forever. Right. It's It sucks, but it is what it is. So, how, like, what separates a school like St. Peter's from a school like Kane University? Like, why don't well, they bet? Why doesn't their basketball team ever get in? Because they're in a different level. Kane is Division Three. But why are they, like, well, how is St. Peter's? I don't, I don't understand know. how they make these. So a like, team like Bryant, for instance, yeah. uh, made the jump from Division Three to Division One. I Boy, I was with, I was working for Columbia at the time. So it's got to be at least eight, nine, ten years ago. I don't know the answer to that, but I believe it is the facilities um, what you can hold, what you can do in terms of, you know, spectators. I think it's, you know, the money you put into the programs. There's, there's a lot that goes into it. Scholarships because, too, maybe. Well, yeah, but it's it's. I really do believe it's money. I mean, in but a lot when, of cases. When they were going on Friday night, when they kept flashing back to uh, the St. Peter's, they had a crowd in the gym. Sure. They were sitting on metal bleachers. bleachers. Well, there's a lot of lower Division One basketball programs that play in like. High school gyms. I mean, it's what it is. There, it's a little bit bigger than that, but you're not playing in front of fifteen thousand people, ten thousand people. You're playing in front of two thousand people. I just don't understand, like, why a school like St. Peter's would have a good basketball team, but a school like Kane University wouldn't. Why? Well, they do at their level. But well, I'm just, that's the weird thing. Like, I understand, like North Carolina, Duke. Those are enormous Rutgers. They're enormous sure. schools. St. Peter's is a tiny school, so why would they even want to have a? Well, they're in a conference they can compete in, though. They're in the MAC conference with schools like them. I see. That's come back to what I said on Friday. They were a good team in a lower level beating Kentucky, Murray State, whatever. They beat Kentucky. The fact that they beat Purdue, I I said to my son yesterday, I said if they ever won tonight, meaning North Carolina, and just got to the Final Four, I think it might be, and I'm sure someone will tell me I'm wrong, but that's fine, for me, it might be the greatest NCAA tournament run I've ever seen because they would have taken down Kentucky, Purdue, and North Carolina. What? <laughs> I, honestly, I mean, are you kidding? No, they wanted it and they came a game short of that. Still a great run into the Elite Eight, which is phenomenal. But, I mean, you're talking about a small school that's got – you know how many people go to St. Peter's? No. Take a guess. 2,000. Yeah. 
2,400, I think. That's what I mean. Like, how do it's they unbelievable. have a, a basketball team in a well, because they, in a, in be, a league because, that would make it to the NCAA? Because they still have talented kids that are on scholarship. I don't know how many they're allowed to give out, but they still have scholarship players that were overlooked by some of the – remember when um, Remember when they beat Kentucky – Remember what Shaheen Holloway said in the post-game press conference and on the floor with, with I think, Jamie Erdahl. He said, I've got guys that think they could have been playing at Kentucky. And then he goes, they think they could have because they're not quite at that level. They're not quite as big. They're not quite as fast, but they can still freaking play basketball. Well, when it comes together for 40 minutes, you can play with anybody. But if they're saying this, like, why wouldn't Kane University or the College of New Jersey, why wouldn't they try to step their game up? It costs money. Oh. It costs, you have to, and this is a. <laughs> but where's St. Peter's so, getting their for money? For instance, from? donors, probably tuition, mostly donors. I don't know to be, I, I, you'd have to look at their books. I'll tell you this if you play in the MAC conference, not all, I, I would have to look at the schedule, but I would think most of your road trips are by bus. I would think. When you play in, in the SEC, when you play in the Big Ten, as I now know, you're flying everywhere. You know how much these road trips cost? Hundreds of thousands of dollars just to go play one game. So a smaller school is not going to want to invest in that if you're not going to get a return. So if Rutgers has, let's say, a, if right around 8,000 people sit at the uh, Jersey Mike's Arena, if they sell out every game at an average ticket price of, let's say, 50 bucks, you're making a lot of money per game. St. Peter's, I think, I think I saw Jerry Carino write this. I think of their season opener this year, they had like 900 people there. Like, where are you coming up with that money? I don't know. I really think it's money more than now. A run like this, I think the donors start sending money in like crazy because they get they get into it. And now will where will a school like that, their next head coach, come from now that Holloway well, leaves? Well, I would hope it would be someone that was on the staff that was part of this. Yeah, that would be cool. If not, it's it's an attractive job now because it shows, hey, look what we did and what we can do. But I don't know where that next coach comes from. Could be a top assistant from a bigger program that's looking for his first job, or it could be someone that's on the staff. So Maybe we'll I donate see. to Kane, Jerry. They're my alma mater. Get you them should. A, get them a basketball team. Well, that. why don't you start by going to a Kane basketball game and seeing what it's all about? <laughs> I can't go to these lower-level games, Jerry. I'm, <laughs> I'm into NCAA tournaments now. You know what I like, though, real quick before we break? And I do like this. For a guy that hates sports, it's kind of cool to see you actually watch some and enjoyed it this weekend, and you almost, almost get the sense of what it's like to be me. Yes. This is me on an almost regular basis. Yes. This I, is why this radio station actually exists. I did think of that about you doing those Rutgers games. Now like, let me, that's pretty cool. Now, let me ask you this, because this is a question you have asked before. The game's over. You've watched the game. What is there to say all day? I don't know. Yeah, we came on, and it's fun to talk about it. Right. This is a teaching moment. It is. You're never too old to learn. <laughs> That's right. All right, 537. More than halfway home. Boomer and you at 6 on the fan. Don't go All right, 543, Boomer and Gio coming up at 6 o'clock. A crazy, action-packed Monday for sure. I don't think four hours is enough time for them, quite frankly. They should stay on until noon. We're going to push everybody back two hours. I Kiki think and so. Tierney will still get their full yeah, four. Yeah, they go noon to four. Carton and Roberts will get their, their full four. They go four to nine. Four to nine. <laughs> and then uh, whatever's on after that, Jerry. Keith uh, McPherson, who was in Tampa this weekend with the Yankees, and John and Susan. Oh, I did see a photo of him in the uh, caught a home run ball in too. the box. He did. He did. 
don't think he oh. caught it. I think it bounced and he ran and got it. Yeah. Because then I saw him running back with it. He was very excited. I would love to catch one on a fly. Yeah, I hear That's got to be incredible. I only caught a foul ball, a home run ball. I think Sal caught a home run ball at the home run derby at City Field. That's cool. That was his uh, Twitter profile for a while. Him with the, yeah, <laughs> right in the crowd. Yeah. That'd be neat. Kyrie Irving, Jerry, he showed back up to uh, Barclays Center. Didn't play so well. Didn't go so well, but it was his first game back since they rolled back those old, those old vaccine mandates. He, uh, I here's what I read, Jerry, because I'm a college basketball guy now. <laughs> so Kyrie plays in the pros. Missed 15 of his first 17 shots. Yes. Six of 22 in total. That was kind of weird. Not great. He, had a, he had a rough shooting night. He had a rough night. And the night. thing that sucks is they played really well in Miami on Saturday. Um, and they beat the, the Heat, who are on a little bit of a downward trend here. And then they come. They cannot win at home. I've never. Well, they don't defend. And the last night, there were two threes made by someone who barely scored. This kid by the name of Cody Martin hits two ridiculous three-pointers. Difference in the game. And then they wind up losing. They lost to uh, the Hornets. Yeah. You know who plays on them? No. LaMelo Ball. Ah, LaMelo Ball. I saw him in commercials, too. He did quite well. He had 33 points. Yeah. But this Cody Martin really was had two dagger threes that really hurt for a kid who did nothing all night. From downtown. Oh, it was from downtown, all right. And so they're now tied... Uh, those two teams are tied for 8-9 in the East. All right. And how there many teams it. make it, Jerry, for the audience? Well, you've got, with the, the whole play-in scenario, top 10. And so with their 39 and 36, so that's how many? 40, 76, 75, so seven games left. Now, uh, watching the college basketball over the weekend, there were You like teams, saying that, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> there were, uh, uh, St. Peter's in particular yesterday, they're missing a lot of, like, shots early on, outside shots. Now, you guys were complaining, or no, I heard somebody complaining, one of the announcers, about the NBA. Mm -hmm. It was Gus Johnson. It was Gus Johnson, yes, saying that the Steph Curry ruined the NBA because everyone takes outside shots no, now. No, he was doing a college basketball game. He was do oh, I think, he was. I think it was. I think it was Creighton-Villanova. Oh, I yes, think. yes, yes. And both teams were a combined something like 7 for 40 or something from three-point range. And he said, Steph Curry has ruined basketball. And I agree with him. I say this, too, because I watch, you know, whether it's my son in high school or my younger son who is playing 11U basketball, everybody wants to shoot threes. And no one wants to post up. No one wants to actually, you know, have a floater in the lane. I don't know, mid-range jump shot. It's they run plays to get open for threes. Yeah. And it really, when it goes in, it's awesome to watch. The problem is, as Gus said during that broadcast, there's only one Steph Curry. Like, that's it. He does it consistently. Everyone else will have a day, but more times than not, you're going to shoot five for 17, and it looks – it's awful. Yeah, like early on in that game, the, uh, the North Carolina game last night, they had that early lead. I forget what they were up. but then, North Carolina? Yeah. Or North, North, North Carolina was up 19-7. Yeah, and then there was a while going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and I looked up. It was still 19-7. Yeah. I go, no one is – they were all, both just going down, shooting from, from the outside. A lot of missing. missed shots. Yeah. A lot of missed shots. If you're going to be taking those outside shots, Jerry, as a basketball insider, you've got to have a rebounder. Well, you do, and you've also got you – you have to make the open ones. Like that seven-foot-four guy on Purdue. Zach Eady, yes. Uh, well, the one kid on North Carolina, you talk about a lot of rebounds. Baycott had 22 rebounds. Is that the guy with the weird beard? 22 rebounds. No, 22 rebounds. Oh, yes. They were saying he was going – that they thought he was going to go get get the record. 
Well, I didn't see that. I didn't hear that. What was I was at, I was at Buffalo Wild Wings watching these games. B Dubs. I was yes. So I didn't really. I, it was loud, but you're kind of watching, but you're not listening like you would at home. That's why, like when people go out for the Super Bowl, I can't do that. No, I cannot watch a big football game in a bar. Correct. I need to be home and hearing it. Correct. This is different. I just wanted to watch the game, but I didn't hear what was the record. Did they say? Maybe. <laughs> you, they maybe you said. brought it up. <laughs> They maybe said so, Jerry. <laughs> anyway, he had twenty-two rebounds. Yeah, I, well, actually, it was uh, gonna. It was a elite eight record or something. Okay, who knows? Got who it. knows, Jerry? I wasn't paying that much attention. <laughs> Deshaun Watson met the media on Friday. Yes, he did in Cleveland. Yeah, he said he never assaulted any woman. I never disrespected any woman. This was a shout-out to Cleveland Browns fans. Yeah, there, so I'm going to give you a couple things from this here. Because was he crossing his fingers, Jerry? I, I don't know. I'll play out. <laughs> he was asked one question, All right. which I thought was a good question to ask. Why use so many different massage therapists? Good question, Jerry. I thought so. 20 and 22nd answer. Can't get too far into detail because there's an ongoing investigation still. But I can say that with this now day and age, um, especially with my age group, social media is a big business part um, that that goes into it. So that's you know a factor into it. But that's a factor into it. That's a factor into it, Jerry. The social media in his age. So I guess he's trying to say because it's accessible online that you can just do it in different states and cities. I guess. Yeah. Why not change it up uh, with your massage therapists? Go to different uh, massage therapists every time. Weird. That uh, was a strange answer. Uh, let me just play one for All you. All right. This was Jimmy Haslam um, talking about the... So they they told you how they did their investigation and they were satisfied with it. Extensive. Extensive. But he didn't talk to the women. He says he wasn't... He, they, he shouldn't. We got strong recommendations from legal counsel for us not to reach out to uh, the 22 women. Very strong recommendations. I can tell you, however, that in research we did directly and research third parties did, that we got comfortable with the situation. It'd be great if you went. You don't know how much time it would take to reach out to 22. That's a lot of women. I just, just listening to that, though, when he says 22 women. Yeah, this is going to blow up in their faces. Now, he had his wife was there, too. She spoke. Who? And then D. Haslam. Okay. Uh, So they own the Browns, in case you weren't aware. So she spoke as well? she spoke as well. Oh, interesting. What did she say? Why it was okay to trade for him. The due process of the legal system uh, let that happen. But we also spent just a ton of time learning about Deshaun as a person and talking to a lot of people and doing a lot of research on him. Uh, and I think that really helped us get more comfortable with it. Weird. It's going to be interesting, especially if he gets suspended for 4, 8, 12, 16. Who knows? They should suspend them 16 games. Let them play the once. <laughs> you can come back for the season finale. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when they're way out of it. And Roger Goodell, we play 17 games? One oh, game. crap. Oh, I meant to suspend them 17. <laughs> Yeah, it was. Um, I didn't see this live, but I listened to all the clips when I came in this morning, and it's just, it's just weird and odd. So, and then the one too that they were asking him about, which had nothing to do with the investigation, more so him. So you signed this big contract in Houston, and then like a month later, you wanted to be traded. Like why? He's like, well, 
uh, we had different goals in mind. Well, then why'd you sign the contract? Right. So strange. That the is whole a strange thing one. was strange. And the fact that they say they're very comfortable with it, yet they didn't talk to anybody, uh, not anybody, any of the 22, maybe they weren't allowed. I don't I don't know. That thing. does kind of make sense with that, that they were told not to reach out to the women. I know that. But I, my point is when you're so confident that you did your due diligence, we did our investigation. Okay, fine. But you didn't talk to anybody that is directly involved in this. So it's still, you're going on someone else's word. Yes. I don't know. The whole thing, I'm glad that they're in Cleveland, that we don't have to deal with it here every day. Jerry, it's all about the he said, she said. Bull bleep. All right, quick break. Odyssey Sportsman and Amy Lawrence. We're talking college basketball. Then we'll come right back and wrap it up on the fan. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. The superheroes of WFAN. All right, welcome back. Nice to have you with us on a Monday. The dream ride for St. Peter's ended last night. They lost to North Carolina. Kansas beat Miami, and so we move on. Nets lost. Knicks won. Rangers won again. Blah, 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 blah. And you had Scherzer and DeGrom in one game, which was, I know it's spring training. Kind of cool. I saw this. I thought this was kind of interesting, Jerry. Now, I was way deep into college basketball over the weekend. Oh, my God. It's the ninth time you've said it. I got it. <laughs> yeah, I was. I spent most of the uh, weekend watching and breaking down college basketball. But there was uh, an we article. We should have done a Twitter space. <laughs> where I just broke down the games. <laughs> that would have been one for the ages. I mean, these guys taking these outside shots, missing a lot of them. It's going to come back to haunt you. <laughs> I see that the Giants are open to trading one of their 2022. That's this this year, Jerry. One no, 2022 of, is next season. <laughs> yes, of course. Uh, one of their first-round picks this year yeah. for a first-round pick next year for two reasons. Cap space, of course, because they're in, as they say, in the cap business. Strapped. Cap space hell. Yeah. And what if Daniel Jones stinks and they need a new quarterback next year? Sure. Makes That's sense. That's actually a good idea. It makes a lot of sense. People will be disappointed because they want guys now. But if you trade for a first-round pick this year for next year, I like that idea. It makes a lot of sense. And this is when you have a new regime come in. You got to. I know the Giant fan doesn't want to hear this, but you've got to give them a little bit of time here. You can't expect them to go win the Super Bowl year one because they've got a lot of work they're doing, a lot of turnover with the roster, a lot of maneuvering with the money, better times ahead. We need wild card this year, championship game the year after. Super Bowl the year. Well, I'll tell that. you this: the, to to say that they could make a wild card is not nuts because all the good players went to the AFC. That's true. Think about what the no competition. Uh, there are good teams in the NFC, oh. of course, but the AFC is nuts. And so you have a division now with Washington, okay, Philly. What are they? And even the Cowboys. I don't know what they are. So if you're the Giants, you can set your sights on the wild card. Why not? What if we did this? What if we gave the AFC, division? What if we gave the AFC more playoff teams instead, and just uh, tell the NFC they because well, they, you got to put Tom Brady and the Bucks in, right? So they'll get in. So why don't you just give them a bye to the Super we'll Bowl? We'll give them a bye. <laughs> Let's give the Dak Prescott and the Cowboys. They're still right, America's like team, right? But then that's it. So two teams from the NFC, yeah, yeah. and then we'll take the rest from the no, AFC. We'll even give probably Aaron Rodgers. We'll oh, figure we out a way to get back. Him. Yep. But then, San Francisco's good. Well, they are though. We don't even know who their quarterback is. We don't, but they'll still be good. I I need to give that. I need to give the four AFC. teams. You got to give me four teams. I need everyone in the AFC West in. But all right, but I just gave you Playoffs. four teams, one from each division. All right, NFC perfect. West, right? No wild cards. Division winners only in a, in the NFC, and the AFC gets the gets bonus. The rest. Gets the bonus <laughs> of teams. Well, that goes to the thought 
in leagues just taking the top 16 yes. teams and making a, like a tournament-style yeah, like bracket. That. that would be cool in the NFL. How do we get that set up? Who You're do not, talk they're to? still trying to figure out. WFAN and WFAN-FM and HD1, New York. An Odyssey station.